Hello and welcome to Rhythms of Grace. We are so glad that you are here listening. Uh, we, yeah, I'm here with Nate and Sung. That's me. Yes. <laughs> and we are continuing <laughs> in our uh, series of things we wish we knew. Yeah, and before we get started, we all grabbed our coffee this morning and... Christy and you have some nuts as mm-hmm. snacks. I grabbed um, some dark chocolate that I got for kind of st- stocking stuffer. Yes, it's still around weeks and weeks <laughs> later, but um, I really love it. And Christine has is part of a, what is it, a chocolate club? Yes, chocolate affinity club is what we call it. <laughs> I would say it's more than affinity. It's like <laughs> chocolate obsession club. Yeah. And you rate like cho- different chocolate bars by like eight different criterias, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I thought, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to get your expert opinion Excellent. on this brand I got from Choco Love. Mm-hmm. It is ginger. You sound like you're familiar with chocolate. I, we've tried at least four or five of their bars. Oh my Have you ever tried this one, which is ginger crystallized in dark chocolate? I, we might have very early. We've tried almost 200 chocolates. Oh, my goodness. And I, we might have like the that first. That is more than an affinity. <laughs> that, that, again, I said it's chocolate obsession. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's a different word. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're rating chocolates in like all those different areas, yeah. it, it's kind of like, I mean, you know, I got one. It's like, it's thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. That's it, right? Uh, so that's, that's like obsession. That's like <laughs> coffee, right? Like Amy, Amy's like, isn't coffee just coffee? Oh my no. God. <laughs> no. I'm yeah. such a coffee snob now. It's, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Like someone says here, you should try this. It's really good. I'm always yeah. like, no, I can already tell yeah. it's not good. That's the interesting thing. Like in the first 20 chocolates we had, you know, like four, five star, uh, you know, on, right. in the enjoyability column, um, five star chocolates. And then over the past, goes down. yeah, over the past, like 180, we've only had maybe four more. Wow. Wow. Um, five, five star chocolates. So then we know like, oh man, these are these are really okay, five stars because wow. we have tried a lot. <laughs> so wow. when you hit like the 500 marks, you'll have like maybe one or two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> your snobbishness for chocolate will just go through the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if it's f- four stars, you can trust it. when it's Okay. <laughs> where, okay. Now, just for all of our listeners and my own I- information, where do we find uh, where do we find your chocolate ratings? Well, we, we try to post them on Instagram. We okay. have an Instagram account. Okay. Let's talk chocolate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, we yes. need to be more consistent about posting. We've probably posted 25 out of our 180. Still, but still, 25 chocolate yeah. r- reviews is something. Yeah. Okay. So Sung just, just grabbed a chocolate bar and just, just started mm-hmm. chewing, which is not our process, <laughs> I will say. What no. is that? This is the novice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right, smell it? So, yeah, you, you, gotta, it? you smell it. You kind of rub it between your fingers. It starts to melt a little bit. It warms up. You hmm. sniff it. Yeah, I'm you get sure that aroma, that. like wine, you know? You get the aroma. And then you take a bite and you let it. You press it to your soft palate. This is what we learned from Zingerman's. We take field oh. trips to chocolate shops. Uh, you press it to your soft palate and let it melt for okay. a minute. It's going to be really quiet. <laughs> I know <laughs> for mm-hmm. a little. And while. we're going to talk like this. <laughs> we should have taken turns. Mm-hmm. So immediately, what you'll notice is like whether or not there's ginger in the chocolate or ginger mm. with the chocolate. So it's got to be with. Am I correct? It's not in. <clears throat> it tastes like there might be a little bit of ginger in the chocolate, mm. like ginger extract. Okay. So I have a pretty good palate and I have no idea what you're talking about right now. 
I'm not. I, I believe you. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm, no, I could see it. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's it. like the. It, you know, sometimes you have you have like chocolate with like the orange extract yeah. in it, mm-hmm. and then it kind of blends into the flavor of the chocolate. And then there's a whole bunch of crystallized ginger in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's like eating a Cadbury egg when all that stuff yeah. in the middle is. Mm-hmm. What? So, what's your assessment? Or are we mm-hmm. still not even yeah. through your process yet? Well, so usually we would take about five minutes to just wow. taste it. Well, we don't got yeah, that. Yeah, we time. don't have that time. <laughs> but, we're losing um, listeners yeah. by the score. But unless they're like, "Ooh, chocolate." Yeah. Um, I mean, enjoyability. It's quite enjoyable. Very sweet from the ginger, mm. with medium dark chocolate. So, if you mm. like dark chocolate, probably not as enjoyable. I can't go through all eight categories. Mm. We don't have that type of time. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Jillian would give it a three star rating. Mm. I would give it three and a half. Mm. All right. It's like awesome. four and a half for me. Mm. Excellent. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot, though. Yeah, it's quite good. I mean, I like it a lot, mm-hmm. which is why I'm giving it a three and a half stars. Okay. Yeah. That's like. That's like how my wife Amy rates books. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, it was really good. I'll give it three and a half. I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Mm-hmm. That's like a four and a half. <laughs> yeah. Three but. and a half is, I would buy it again. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Four stars is like, I would actively seek out this specific chocolate. Mm. Four and a half is, this is the only chocolate I ever want to eat again. Wow. Five is, this is the best chocolate I've ever eaten, which is different from this is the only chocolate I've ever eaten. Mm. Do you have that same rating when it comes to books? I'm lenient on books. Okay, I am too. Because, yeah, I'm like, well, I didn't really enjoy it, but it's enjoyable. Whereas chocolate, I'm like, I didn't enjoy it, so it's not enjoyable. No one should enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's our chocolate rant. Okay, wow. after six minutes of talking about chocolates, uh, we'll move on back to our season topic. <laughs> Unless you want to well, hear more about chocolate, maybe we'll talk about that in thing, lessons I've learned, right? Yeah, excellent. Things like, I wish I knew about don't chocolate. Don't eat mm-hmm. bad chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Honestly. That is true of coffee. Mm-hmm. And beer, but anyways, this week, uh, this week, um, and these are just lessons that, um, not necessarily that we particularly may have experienced ourselves, but we've heard people and know people and, and, and actually, you know, uh, some of these could be things that we have experienced either directly or even indirectly from family and friends that we know. Mm. And so one of the things that I think I've heard uh, especially depending on the kind of church background you grew up in, there, there's this background where faith is almost like a panacea for everything. It's mm-hmm. like the fix all, solve all problems, difficulties, challenges, uh, sicknesses, illness. And so that, that's, a, and as people have kind of uh, looked at that, framework and then realize, okay, um, and, and you, you could make a biblical argument that, that, that is, that should be the case. Right. Cause, and this is where people will say like, well, it says Jesus healed all of them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the, it's not like biblically unwarranted, but, um, but what, what it does is I, I know, for example, I have one friend who, uh, got cancer. Uh, he was a dad, a couple of kids and, um, and I remember being invited to come in and pray, and he was just like, yeah, you know, God's going to heal me. Mm-hmm. I have faith. And uh, the entire family did. And, but then what happens when just 
<laughs> life on this side of eternity happens, right? There, there is a strong sense of disillusionment or even disappointment with God. Yeah. That can happen. So when you say, when you say faith, are you talking about like sort of the theological concept of faith versus call it like belief in, in God or something like that? Or like sort of like faith as it equates to like being religious or spirituality or something like that. Because like I grew up in, and we've talked about this in two sort of divergent Christian traditions, one super ultra conservative, one super ultra charismatic. Okay. And the charismatics, uh, Pentecostals would describe faith as sort of like the firm belief that God will do what you want. Mm-hmm. And but then faith, and the other one, even though they would say the word faith, it was still sort of like ascribing to this sort of set of beliefs. Beliefs, mm-hmm. or yeah. So I, I mean, I think both. Uh, we could probably talk about both. I'm wondering if you had one. That no, you were sort I, of. And those two ways are actually great ways to delineate what I think are. Um, uh, truncated uh, or, or distorted views mm-hmm. of yeah. biblical faith. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, since since you seem to sen- like agree with that, can you walk through that in terms of your own thoughts about how those might be slightly distorted? Well, I mean, and uh, the the result, and I know I've said this many times, but the result of both of those ways of thinking was legalism. Mm-hmm. It, it was two different kinds of legalism, yeah. where essentially it was either by doing all of the right things, um, you could sort of get God to do what you want, or by sort of like drumming up enough like fervor and mm-hmm. zeal and a sort of a separate list of things time spent in your prayer closet and speaking in tongues and whatever, you could also sort of get God to do what it is that you wanted. But it was both like through doing these things, Mm -hmm. God will do what you want. And that was like always the end result in both of those extremes. Yeah. 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 So I think faith, um, or we would say like, um, like in the, in the more conservative, it's like, if I hold the right beliefs, Mm -hmm. then I'm good. Then I'm going to heaven and maybe the implications is, uh, so maybe it doesn't matter how mu- how I live yeah. or who, who I become because I believe the right things. Yeah. Um, where faith uh, and the other side is, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a hustling God. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both are, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I would say faith, faith is this, it's not simply belief and it's not hustling God or manipulating. I mean, that, that's like you're playing God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it is a, a trust in God in the sense that, no, like, despite whatever happens, mm. uh, it's a trust in his character, in his promises, and his faithfulness. Yeah. Which, again, does not guarantee, like, your life will be free from yeah. challenges mm-hmm. and hardships and difficulties. I mean, I always experienced it um, as sort of like... In both cases, it was sort of like magic. It was sort of yeah. like there's this equation, and by following this equation, mm-hmm. you can get the supernatural to do what you want. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what it ended up feeling like, um, which is not at all. I mean, it's not at all how <laughs> how the Bible describes God or faith yeah. in God or our, or our interactions with Him. Right, mm-hmm. right. Although I think you know there is like also even even with people who who have kind of this this third view of faith of like trusting in God, mm-hmm. then there's still that, that question, right. Of, well, if, if God is good and he wants our best, then 
if I pray for him, he will do what I want. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, yeah. like not yeah. right. That's, that's still a question. I remember people in, in college who, right. you know, started listening more to, especially like Joel Osteen or like a couple, you know, of those mm-hmm. pastors mm-hmm. who that, that was kind of what they were promising is it's not, if you do these things, it's just like, Oh, if you, if you have enough faith that God will do it, then he will do it. Yeah. And there's a, uh, there's a culture of guilt and shame that results in both of those environments, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. Whether it's conservative or like hyper conservative, hyper charismatic, because uh, if God doesn't heal you, mm-hmm. well, you just don't have enough faith. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. your fault. It's yeah. your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh man, I lived. I mean, again, I lived under that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything that didn't go the way that I thought, it was like in both cases, it came back on me. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And that is a crushing way to try to live the Christian life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very performance oriented. Um, same with the conservative side where like the hyper conservative side where it's just like, well, um, you know, like your beliefs have to line up with everything. And if you, if you question anything, then you don't have faith, yeah. right? How, mm-hmm. how can you even ask questions, right? Like don't, don't question what the pastor says. Don't, don't question what you've been taught because sure. then, well, you're like doubting Thomas. Or or even sort of the extreme of like, you reap what you sow. Kind of yeah. like, well, if you did this, then of course these, mm-hmm. or like these horrible things or difficult things or painful things are happening to you because right. it's like everything becomes, <laughs> uh, you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. Like you sowed into this, therefore you're reaping instead of there ever being something that happens sort of outside our control yeah. or circumstance or whatever. Yeah. And I think sometimes in the Christian faith too, I mean, the whole idea of trusting in God is, is a ambiguous concept. Because mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, what does that even mean? Because mm. I would hear that a lot, especially when I became a Christian in my church and college, like, you got to trust God. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, but what does that mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, how do I know if I'm trusting God? I think the one thing though is, I, and a lot of times I remember even when I was praying, <clears throat> I, it was almost like I was trying to... Um, kind of conjure up this feeling mm-hmm. inside, which I felt like back then was faith. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, God, I'm really going to believe in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. going to conjure up this yeah. feeling. Yeah. And um, I, that's not really the kind of faith that God wants. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I, before we, before we move too far yeah. past this, I, like I, I want to, I don't, I, I'm curious about, your exp- like so when people believe this it's not totally divorced from scripture yeah, yeah. right yeah. like there are verses that would lean in this direction or or that people sort of take as their you know defense or support yeah. of sort some of these sort more more extreme beliefs like i'm i'm trying to think of some off the top of my head um but also curious about where the nuance comes in that sort of pulls us back from those edges. Yeah. Because I don't want to just dismiss that as being like, well, they're not even reading the Bible. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, and I would say part of it is, and this is true for a lot of different things, but the English word uh, uh, compared to the original mm. language is very, and this is true, not just of the Bible, but any translation, like, you know, there, there are words, for example, in Korean that my parents will say that you can't really translate into English mm. without it really, it, it just doesn't have the same kind of punch or nuance. Um, and so you just kind of come up with the best possible word. <clears throat> and so I think a lot of times when it's, it's as faith, we often think, oh, okay, it, it's belief. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's intellectual assent um, because that's what it seems like it's saying. But then it, it's like, well, it, it, 
having faith doesn't mean just intellectual ascent. It's like, well, do you believe in UFOs or Bigfoot or evolution or Jesus, right? It's not just that, Mm -hmm. but it's really like your, um, it's lining up your, not only your actions, but your life in a way that demonstrates that um, you you can intellectually or, or verbally assent and say this is your belief, mm-hmm. but that's different from your uh, real core beliefs, which is what you really believe. No matter you know, like you could sing Jesus, I love you on Sunday, but then maybe like the way you live isn't really that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and even your subconscious belief, which is even kind of even deeper than that, mm-hmm. that isn't really. Um, which is very different from, let's say, what you verbally say you confess and believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm always reminded of the verse. Um, I think it's in James, where it says, "Like even the demons like believe." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's yeah. a, there's a, 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 a sense that well, belief is not sufficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for inner transformation. Yep. Yeah. But then I guess my question would be, you know, just uh, thinking about that, it's like, well. You know, so if faith is not only our beliefs, but also our actions and our like inner belief, then like, are you saying like that faith then can, he, you know, cause Jesus does say like your faith heals you or, you know, your faith yeah. has made you, yep. you well. And so then the, the question would be, okay, so like, what does faith look like in order to get that healing? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that would be my next question as, yeah. as someone who, um, yeah, if I, if I was looking for answers yeah like i was just looking at i was just looking at a a verse where jesus says like i tell you if you have faith and do not doubt not only can you do what was done this is when he wilts a fig tree yeah uh not only can you do what was done to the fig tree but also you can say to this mountain go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done Mm -hmm. if you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer like that's yeah that's a that's a confusing one for me yeah yeah and it's it's pretty bold in terms of what it's saying right Mm -hmm. um and, and i think uh, going back to the whole idea of the word faith and, and trust, right? Like when, uh, if you trust a person, it's going to be demonstrated in your actions. Mm-hmm. So if a, if a mom says to her teenage daughter, I trust you, but then won't let her do anything. Sure, puts mm-hmm. a lock on her bedroom door. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like you can say all you want, I trust you. Yeah. But your actions are demonstrating that you really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Um, so uh, the, the word faith carries a lot of distinctions. Mm-hmm. So it does mean belief, mm-hmm. uh, like intellectual assent, but it, it's more than that as well too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, but it's not just your actions. Cause you, you could say, Oh, I'm just doing this. So I must believe no, mm-hmm. like, Oh, I, you know, I, I read the Bible, so I must believe. Sure. No. And again, even Jesus tells the story of like people that say like, Hey, we did this and this. Yeah. And like, I, I, I never knew you, yeah. you know? So they did all the right things, but still there was something that was misaligned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just trying to ra- wrestle with this whole idea of faith being like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that we still have a clear, clear answer. And even to this day, it's like, yeah, I mean, okay, I, I think I'm trusting God. Mm. Um, and, and oftentimes, you know, when that's really exposed and really revealed is when I'm going through some hard times or suffering that really exposes, yeah. Oh, I'm not trusting mm-hmm. in right, God. Right. I'm actually trusting in my own identity mm-hmm. or sure. my strength or the yeah. medical community yeah. or your education yeah. or your, yeah, your, your own yeah. F work ethic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or trusting God to, I know like, you know, when I was like really sick for a while, it was like, Oh, I have to trust not that God is going to heal me in this moment, but that if he doesn't, 
there's a reason. Yeah. Or that like God is present when I can't, when he's not yeah. doing what, yeah. when he's not oh, doing my will. that's a big one. That's a yeah. big one to think about faith in terms of saying this isn't, this isn't about God fixing the circumstances right. I want, but mm-hmm. believe that he is like with me yeah. in the yeah. suffering. That he is present and actively at work, even when you don't see it, feel it, or, or like know it, mm-hmm. right? It, it's despite that. And so that's different from blind faith. Yeah. Mm. Like blind faith says, just leave your brains at the door. Don't think critically about this. And, and we'll talk more about that and maybe in future episodes. But f- uh, again, f- faith, w- when you come to trust, and let's anthropolog- anthropologically look at this as an analogy. When you come to trust a person, or grow in trust. Part of it is because you know the person's character. Mm-hmm. And the other part is you've had repeated experiences of them mm-hmm. keeping their word and promise, even when it seemed like they weren't going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that trust is built over time. It's not just this magical belief that you conjure up in right. your head mm-hmm. or in your heart or your feelings. It is from repeated experience of that person's uh being faithful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say trusting God is the same thing. Yeah, it seems ambiguous. What does it mean? Um, but uh, some of it is just like, yeah, like you were saying, Christine, you, you've had enough experience of God's faithfulness mm-hmm. that even despite when you feel like he's not there or you're not sure if he's going to heal you, like there is a implicit trust mm-hmm. in not that he's going to heal you or that he's going to do what you want, mm-hmm. but that whatever happens, it, it is for a greater purpose and will that he uh, he sees that you may not. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think of like Hebrews 11, right, uh, there's a whole passage about like, it, it's called the Hall of Faith, yeah. right? And there's just a, a bunch of people's names of people who please God because of their faith. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, it's like, you know, there's Noah and Abraham and Isaac and all these people, but then, and some of them did some really great things. But the other thing is, it also talks about how all the things that they faced, hmm. like imprisonment, they were flogged, they were stoned, they were sawed in two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, and that's not a magic trick, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were sawed in two. And uh, they were put to death by the sword. Um, And and it says, these were all commended for their faith. Mm. Yet none of them received what had been promised. Oof. Mm. So these weren't the faith rejects, the losers, or the ones who couldn't get it right. Yeah. Uh, These were women and men who, who were commended by God, yet their faith didn't fix everything right Mm -hmm. right in fact in some ways like the only way that their faith was commended was in the midst of extreme distress yeah Mm -hmm. you know kind of like the opposite like their faith took them to really really difficult places instead of making everything work out the way they probably wanted Mm -hmm. And, and this is true today sometimes faith creates uh complications in life mm-hmm. mm. it doesn't make life simpler yeah mm-hmm. or easier mm-hmm. yeah it complicates it right like let's say you become a christian and you've been i don't know like stealing from your company mm-hmm. right all of a sudden like you're it's not a bed of roses just because now you have jesus in your mm-hmm. life and now you're, your life is going to be trouble free now you have to go like oh i am called to confess and repent yeah and whatever the consequences mm-hmm. may be, yeah. it, it, it makes life complicated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when I was working uh, in the financial industry, 
excuse me, there was a point in time where I, my boss was a, was a difficult person in some regards, in a lot of regards. And one of the things that I felt convicted about was that I was beginning to sort of, we talked about this last week or the week before, hold a grudge. I was sort of like accumulating this list of wrongs Mm -hmm. and I felt strongly convicted that I needed to begin sort of, um, releasing those and not letting them build up. So I determined that I was just going to not confront, but simply sort of have a conversation about him whenever there was something that I was afraid I was going to take personally or sort of hold against him. And so there would be times literally where like three or four times over in in a day, I would have to walk into his office and be like, Hey man, like you said this and, and I think you meant this, but it felt like this. And I I just want to make sure that we're clear that this is what I'm doing. And I'm, you know, sort of like just hashing it Mm -hmm. out and over and over and over again. And it was brutal. Mm -hmm. It was brutal. There would be times where literally I would like have a conversation with him and be leaving his office and he would say something else. And I would sit down and I'd be like, son of a gun. I would like stand up from my desk and like walk back in and be like, Hey man, that last statement, I just want to make sure I over and Mm -hmm. over and over again. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, again, I never really saw the fruit of that. He didn't become a healthier person, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I will say this when I left there, he said, you know, Nate, the one thing I always appreciated about you was that I never thought you were talking behind my back mm. because whenever you had an issue, you brought it to my face and I want you to know, I really appreciate that. And I really respect that. Mm. And that was the only fruit. That was the, uh, the right. only mm-hmm. fruit of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And basically I was there for a decade mm-hmm. and talking to daily, I would have these like conversations with, I would just rather shove this under the rug, mm-hmm. right. you know, but really I felt for, for sort of the sanctity of my own soul, mm-hmm. I had to sort of keep bringing this up and, it sucked, but yeah. that's where my faith took me. Right, legitimately. That's a, that's a great example of it's even in the little daily things uh, where it can complicate things. Because if if you weren't a Christian, and let's say you didn't really care about, you know, growing in in your character, yeah. you know, and, and again, as a Christian, it's like that. That ultimate is like growing in our character to become like Christ. But it's just like, well, why bother? Yeah, mm-hmm. just like badmouth your boss. Yeah. Like, who cares? He's a jerk. Yep. Right, but the, the the call of Christ calls you to like step up in ways that is are very inconvenient. Mm-hmm. So here's the question then: If that's the case, if faith doesn't make everything better, and it, in fact, in some cases, it makes matters more complicated, mm-hmm. why even bother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. No, mm-hmm. uh, Christine, I have i I have lots of thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it, you know, it's like, oh, well, that question kind of reveals the root of, of our, our idea of the purpose of faith, right? Like, is our faith for us Mm. or is it because we're created for God and by God? Um, and because he's in control. Yeah. And are we a part of something bigger or is it, are we really like, are we the main character? Are we the end goal of creation? Yeah. 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 And I think even, and maybe somebody's listening going like, well, yeah, I mean, I want to be the center of my world. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, I think when you're part of a larger story, right, first of all, not everything falls on you. Yeah. Right, you're a significant, but uh, a part of a larger cast, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and at various times, uh, um, like when when you think you're you're the main character, like you know, on in one hand, like you you could feel entitled to be selfish. On the other hand, like 
everything depends on you mm-hmm. then. And if your life falls apart, there's nothing and nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's a great thought. What are some other thoughts about that? Um, so one of the like, I mean, selfishly, like if we are thinking about like, what am I getting out of this? <laughs> um, you know, I right right now I'm like in the midst of, of moving from from Plymouth to Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had a roommate situation that was really good in Plymouth. Mm-hmm. I had a roommate situation lined up for mm-hmm. Ann Arbor. And then kind of in a matter of like a week, those both <sighs> kind of like dissolved because both of those people, like God provided a much better opportunity uh, where it was like, Oh, you know, like I'm so excited. My current roommate has an excellent new living situation and my potential future roommates have an even better new living situation. <laughs> and so there's like part of me that's like, well, I have a lot of faith, mm. but I'm still going to have to do a lot of work, like looking at apartments mm. and trying to find a new roommate. But at the same time, like my faith reminds me like God provided for, you know, these people, God provided for these people. God has provided for me in the past. He provides for every, you know, like his people. And so even like through the stress of searching and like the extra work that that takes and the exhaustion, it's like, but I know that there's a reason that this is Mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. Like God is at work. And at the end of the day, like spoiler alert, he had a way better plan than like, I'm going to have a roommate that I never would have considered asking if Mm -hmm. I hadn't had to. And now I'm like so excited. And so just knowing like it didn't dissolve any of that work or frustration or discouragement but it like redeems it Mm -hmm. yeah and i would say a lot of times we can't see or or we don't see what god is doing in the midst of the u-turns and the detours Mm -hmm. and it just feels like what in the world yeah like (laughs) i thought god loved me yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it's interesting christine in your story to think about in some ways like you're being a part of God's redemption story for other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, if again, like faith in some ways allows you to have an open hand with some of those things yeah. and to celebrate the, the victories and the answers to prayer and the opportunities of other people, mm-hmm. because you're simply saying like, look, I'm, a, I'm a part of a, of a bigger story mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And so I can celebrate with you and I don't have to either make your life miserable yeah. or try to get mine or yeah. pe- I mean, again, I mean, people do that. Yeah. They legitimately do. Um, and so there is an element where faith allows you to embrace that role mm-hmm. as being a part of God in someone else's story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the difference is with a lot of magical thinking about faith is that people have faith in faith, mm. not faith in God. Mm-hmm. Like what I heard from you, Christine is like, no matter what happens, I know who God is. Mm-hmm. I know his character. I know his provision will always be for my good and his glory. So there's a, there's a confidence in his, in him mm-hmm. versus, oh, if I just believe enough and pray enough, God will provide mm-hmm. the right roommate and the right mm-hmm. living situation. That's, that's faith in faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of Christians, yeah, we fall into the mistake of having faith in faith. Yeah. Not faith in God. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a helpful way to put it because it's, yeah, there is like that distinction that I think we all can fall into yeah. At, yeah. at certain points. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I had a good friend who really desperately wanted to be married and he just prayed to be married all the time with a mm-hmm. tremendous amount of faith in, mm-hmm. you know, in quotes. And, but that was all that he did. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's faith in faith in, right. in terms, instead of sort of saying like, Hey, I'm going to whatever sort of put myself out there and, um, start to like walk out what this could potentially look like. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he prayed faithfully for years, He's still not married. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, what, uh, how, how many, let me ask you this, uh, maybe as an analogy, how many times have you ever used Google Maps and it tells you to go one way and you're like, nope, I'm not doing that because you know that it's not the right way. Has that ever happened to you? I frequently ignore Google Maps entirely. Are you serious? I don't know what the answer, what the right answer was, but I usually, I'll Google it. I'll be like, nah. Well, here's, so on the plus side, I always follow Google Maps. So one of us is going to be right, Christine. (laughs) What answer were you looking for? No, it's it's not a right or wrong answer, but I'm probably somewhere in between. I usually follow it, except there are times like, for example, when I come down 23 and it tells me to take the exit, it. Uh, and it's probably very similar times, but I never take the exit that Google Maps tells mm-hmm. me because I've had enough experience with Google Maps where it takes me to some like weird back roads. And I'm like, what in the world mm-hmm. is this doing? And, and I'll even say, like, Google, I know you're listening. Google Maps, you suck, right? <laughs> so hear that, right? But then there are other times where it's like, oh, yeah, there's a traffic jam up ahead mm-hmm. and I'll totally follow it. I, I think the point I'm trying to make is like, uh, trust in God looks kind of like that, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, Nate has implicit trust in Google Maps. <laughs> I mean, it's in it, there's more to it than that, but for the, for the, sake, of this, for the sake of this conversation, for the we'll, sake of this we'll analogy, that's what's yeah. going on. Well, so like that, and, and and so I would say like yeah, like when it comes to trusting God, um, yeah, where are you in the spectrum? Mm. You, are you like Nate where like I have implicit trust in God that no matter what it tells me or where it tells me to go, I'm following it. Mm-hmm. So I'll, let me just provide some nuance because I think this is an important point. Okay. The reason that I always follow Google Maps is because I literally don't want to have to think yes, about driving. That's true. Mm. But, but I mean, here's the analogy. Some people do that with faith. They're yeah. simply like, I don't like, I don't want to have to figure this out. I don't want to have to make this decision. I don't want to have to do the research. I'm just going to pray about it. Yeah. And that yeah. also is a, is a wrong, don't pray the way that I follow Google maps. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the yeah. message here yeah. because it's, I mean, again, God is not Google maps, right? He, you know, there's a lot more going on there. Yeah. yeah. And I will say too, I do for the most part, especially, uh, I, I do follow Google maps. Like I, I don't know how many times, uh, in the last year, I've driven back and forth to Grand Rapids. And, and I tell Amy, like, yep, I still use Google Maps. She's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, you don't, you haven't figured out, like, how to get there? I'm like, no, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Mm. Right? But then the areas where I am really familiar with, like, mm-hmm. hey, coming down 23, coming home, it takes me uh, down Washtenaw um, to, to, to a way that I'm like, I don't want to go that way. Yeah. I want to get off the Ipsy exit because mm-hmm. that's... You know, it might be the same amount of time, mm-hmm. but I just don't want it. So it's yeah. like, so that's kind of like selective trust. Yeah. So, and then what the heck is going on with you, Christine? Like, <laughs> it's like, so uh, funny because I'm like, <laughs> I, I recognize all these, all these exits and I always Google it. I do everywhere, uh-huh. no matter where I'm going. And then I'll just like 
start driving. And it's so funny because even yesterday I had someone in my passenger seat and she was like, is this the way Google's taking you? I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like it, it'll adjust once it, once I start right. driving. It will take right. me yeah. this way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Allie, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We might've taken the longer way, but I just feel like there are ways that, um, well, so, you know, in the analogy, I think a lot of us do this, right? Where it's like, well, I could go this way, but it will be harder. Mm. Or I can go this way, which, you know, fewer turns or there will be, you know, like I, I know the way or, you know, like I can navigate it on my own if my phone dies. And so I'm going to take that way instead of the maybe more complicated route that feels um, riskier or I don't see why we're going this way. Hmm. So I will say I've had experience with Google Maps where uh, it tells me to take a detour and I'm like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And the way I go is twice as long mm-hmm. than this detour. And I think, again, this really relates to God. We think like, God says this. This is the path that he lays out. And you're like, that makes no sense at all. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And it may take years or even decades, but we finally hit the wall and we go, oh, mm-hmm. like, yeah. And, and it's through experiences even like that uh, of our own disobedience, hopefully that we're learning like, oh, yeah, you know, over time, I really learned, uh, if God, like, if God clearly says this, I, I should really trust mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And so even, and especially when it goes against your reasoning and logic or whatever, however you make decisions, that is, that is, that is a sign of faith in God mm-hmm. when it says, look, my logic says, this, is, this, this doesn't help me. Mm-hmm. Mm. But then when you behave in a way that goes against your own like instinct and logic, mm-hmm. that is actually greater trust in God mm-hmm. than somebody who's like, yep, you know, I'm not going to think about it. I'll just go and do it, whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that actually demonstrates greater faith. Mm-hmm. So the moral of the story is don't follow God the way I follow Google Maps. Don't <laughs> so read we were, the Bible and then just live your life. Right. So we were both wrong. We were both Dang wrong. It. <laughs> well, it depends on how you see it, right? <laughs> it's true. I guess yeah. don't live like me, although we all live like this, right? Being selective in yeah. your trust. I mean, it's yeah. not, I think, I think the real moral of the story is that Google Maps is not a great analogy for yeah. faith in God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is, there is a lot there that I think, yeah. that I think makes sense. It's helpful. Yeah. So can faith fix anything? No. Uh, Really, again, to repeat kind of what we talked about, there's a vast difference between faith in God and faith in faith. And so it's just a good time to reflect on your own walk with God and see. And if you're going through hard times, uh, that that could be an opportunity for God to be exposing some of the things that where you're just having faith in faith or faith Mm -hmm. in yourself Mm -hmm. versus faith in him. Mm -hmm. That's good. It's a good word. Yeah, well, thank you for joining us for this week's episode and join us next week as we continue this series. 